good morning happy happy thursday thank you so much for tuning in thank you for the for listening to the sound of my voice my name is rachel and this is word today how is everyone how is your thursday so far i am looking forward to the weekend um even though sometimes i don't know when it is when like I'm not a nine to five person, so every day to me is weekend. Um, yeah, um, look, we cannot ignore. We're gonna um, take a look at our verse today, but I wanted to uh, take uh, a quick turn to uh, current events that are going on in the country today. With the impeachment, um, it, it's a buzzword. It has been a buzzword for the past two years. It has been cooking and now it's boiling. Uh, and we are in the midst of it. But uh, the message I wanted to say about this, all things that are going on in the country that I want to convey to you, my sisters, is that we as Christians should not find ourselves uh, lumped up in the midst of this. Uh, it is not our portion. Yes, we live in this world, uh, but we are not of this world. Um, yes, the laws of the nations affect us in one way or the other, but we also know who is on the throne. It's not the president, it's not the Congress, it's not the government. The one who's sitting on the throne is our king, the king of kings, the lord of lords, Jesus Christ. And to him, uh, we are lifting our head and our hearts uh, to him alone. And uh, we should not get ourselves picking sides, whether we like the president or we don't like the Democrats or we like the Democrats and we don't like the president, we shouldn't be picking um, sides. Um, Yes, we can have uh, policies agreement in some extent. For example, you would say, as a Christian, to be honest with you, as for me as a Christian, I don't know how I could support some of the things that the Democrats stand for. Um, do, I don't need to mention them. Uh, you know them. Um, so there's no way in the world that I would go to the ballot box and vote for somebody who is advocating things that the Bible call abomination. Now we know there's sins are sins, but the, when, when a person is so vocal, so out there, to defend things that God call abomination. It, it's beyond uh, 
it's it's I, I just cannot with the right mind and the love of the Lord support that. However, I do not dislike the person who advocate that. I love the person. I disagree with them <laughs> completely, but I love them. I love as human being, I love as souls that will spend eternity somewhere, either in heaven with God or in hell with the devil. And I, it's a terrible thing to see somebody distract themselves to perdition. And so I have that love of Christ in me, the compassion to pray for those people who are way to the left and to bring them to light. Uh, they are obviously blinded. And that's why they stand for those things. And th- to be honest, they are convinced. They are absolutely have this conviction in their hearts that they are doing the right thing. Unfortunately, it's a wrong conviction. It's a conviction from the kingdom of darkness, which oppose everything that is right, that is godly. So it's not our job. Sometimes we can, when you go, for example, on social media, on Twitter, and start reading all these tweets, you're going to have that thing that you're going to start disliking a person. Um, It's just human nature, I would say. But we need to uh, remind ourselves who owns us, who is our boss. Our boss is not the government. Our boss is not anything from Washington, D.C. Our boss is God, who is in heaven, who sits on the throne, who actually made everything, the heaven and earth and every single person, who made every human being you see in his own image. That is him whom we, we serve and we worship and we honor and we revere. All these other things are just noises. So I'm watching this impeachment going on. Um, you just you can't help but say a few things about this. Um, what I see here for me is just police agreement, uh, this disagreement that's going on. Uh, and the Democrats, the Democrats. Um, decided from the day one, from the time Trump won, that they were going to impeach him. So they were looking for anything to to bring the president into this impeachment, which they, so far, that's what they're doing now. They know they are wrong, but they want to taint the president. Um, now, the president is not a perfect man. I'm not a perfect person. However, when people decided to choose him to to power, to put him in power. And by the way, nobody ascends to power without God's hand on it, without God's knowledge and even uh, decision plan. So he didn't just go there because people voted him. He he went there to power because also God allowed it. He didn't want to, God didn't want uh, Hillary Clinton to be president. But he wanted this man to be president. So give a man a chance to do his work without destruction. Now, nobody should be above the law. Yes, the president should not abuse his power. People should be 
checking on him. Um, however, to use impeachment for policy disagreement is just dam- damaging to this country. It's, it's just bad business. And even those who uh, put impeachment in place uh, to begin with, they envisioned that there was time that people were going to abuse their power to use this impeachment uh, authority as for political purpose. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing now. Again, I do not dislike anyone from the Democrat Party. I love the people in the Democrat Party. I like them. I pray for them. I want them to do the right thing. So what I'm trying to put here is we're going to be hearing this for quite some time. We have been hearing for the past two years. It's probably going to continue until election when probably they're going to put back the president. The whole thing is a democracy to take Trump out of office. That's, that's the whole thing. They know they cannot beat him at the ballot. Um, two days ago, another two candidates just jumped in. There are 17 candidates already in, in the ring, and they are not happy with those people. So two more people just jumped in. Michael Bloomberg, a former New York mayor, billionaire, owner of Bloomberg News, and um, our former governor here in Massachusetts, Governor Patrick, is just coming in today. It shows how the how the Democrat panic that they cannot beat Trump. They don't have a right candidate to do it, and so anyone and anything they try to throw out there just to get the man out of the office. I think it's wrong. I think it's overturning the will of the people. Half of the will of the people put that man in the Oval Office. So we need to respect those people. If you take that man out, you already disenfranchise half of the country. I, I don't know where is America going to go from there. Um, it might as well be like any other nation out there. Many people run to come to America because of the freedom, because of what makes America, America the democracy. It seems like the democracy in this country is being threatened because of power. People are drunk with power and it's unfortunate. So those are my two cents. So uh, I guess I'm going to ask you, as I'm doing myself, to just pray for this nation, to pray that, and all this, by the way, it's not the war between Republican and Democrats. There is a roots. There is something underneath it. It's spiritual war. It's, 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 it's more than the just physical war. It's spiritual war. Again, it's a war of power. Do you remember what happened that caused Satan to be thrown from heaven to all the way down to the pit? Because Satan wanted it to be above God. He said, I'm going to descend it's power. Satan was looking for power. That was the first sin that Satan committed. Power, it can be addicting just like anything, any other kind of addiction. 
and it looked to me those people in Washington DC they are drunk in power and that's why you see somebody being a senator for years they keep electing the same person and even though they are doing nothing in their district power so let's just not get ourselves caught in yes let's just keep observing let's keep praying let's do what christian do christian pray they pray for their country they pray for their leaders not just the president but everyone from over office all the way to our districts to our towns to our city halls we pray for all people who lead us all people who shape our life in terms of laws and order because laws god created laws god created boundaries god created orders these are all god thing and it is a good thing to do that it is a command in the bible we are commanded to do that to pray to uh to um to to submit to authorities um so let's do our duty as christian and let um <laughs> those who are making noise out there they let them do what they do let's sit and do what sit and do but we are going to do what we need to do so i guess that's the message about the impeachment um our word today is from the book of naham now this book not too many people quote on this from this book um this is uh, minor prophets in the old testament um I really don't know much about this prophet. I did not read much about him. Um so you're going to forgive me of that. I did not read the background or anything. But I had this verse on my uh, phone yesterday. It is from Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. This is what he wrote. The Lord is good. a stronghold in a day of distressed distress he cares for those who take refuge in him the lord is good a stronghold in a day of distress he cares for those who take refuge in him that's that's encouraging especially in light of uh, what I've, i have just said this this impeachment stuff it could be stressful for some people it could be stressful but the bible the word is reminding us about god who is our truly uh, leader and king our god our savior he say he's good the lord is good um in the book of mark mark 10 verse 18 jesus told a man who came running on his feet he he was asking say good teacher i believe he said that good teacher and he continues uh with this with the with the sentence and jesus answered him said um no one is good No one is good except God alone. That man called Jesus good teacher. And Jesus look at him and say no one is good except God alone. 
for the Bible tell us or Jesus tell us God alone is good only God is good everything else everything else that you see even yourself you are not that good okay you are not good Trump is not good Pelosi is not good uh, Mitch McConnell is not no one is good except God alone and Jesus made sure he put the word alone God alone is good let that sink in you God alone is good wow so what do you do with that Naham 17 say the Lord is good now we know he alone is good I think all of us love good don't we love good nobody none of us love bad we love good we love good news we love good food we love good clothes we love good houses we love good we just love good stuff right as we categorize them as good in our standard then Jesus is telling us yes you may think i'm good you may think you're good you may think that house is good shoes is good but there's nothing good than god god alone except god alone is good wow i think since we are attracted to good things god should be <laughs> our most attractive being in the universe he alone should be the most being that we run to because he is good and he is good he is merciful he is righteous he is loving he is kind he is good very good He is good. Now when he created all things before he rested, he looked at them and said they are good. They are good. Very good. And then he rested. But what happened after that? Sin fell and that goodness was tainted. So he alone was left good everything else was not good and so Jesus came to restore that goodness again at that time he has not gone on the cross yet so when this man was running to him and tell him good teacher and Jesus told him no one is good except God he was telling him unless you acknowledge me I'm God I'm not good I'm not good the only good is God so you are telling me I am God and yes I am God you have said it well in other words and that's why that guy ran to Jesus' feet because Jesus is good 
And this guy acknowledged that Jesus is God. I think I ran out of my topic. That's not where I wanted to go, Jesus. Okay, let's go back to Naham. Because now I'm teaching Mark 10, 18. But I wanted to stay in Naham. The Lord is good. So we know that the Lord is good. We love good things. We run to good. We don't run to bad things. We run away from bad. We run to good. We go to good. We want good in our lives. And the Lord is good. And then he continues as a stronghold in a day of distress. This word stronghold is really, um, it represents something about protection, something like safety, a place of refuge, a place where you'll be uh, comforted. So he say he's a stronghold. God, the Lord is a stronghold in a day of distress. But you don't need to wait until you get distressed. Now, the distress which is trouble, will come. I mean, you are living in the, in the fallen world. Uh, you, are ten, you are living in the fallen world in a fallen body. So obvious, you're going to have trouble sometimes. In fact, I would say these impeachment stuff are bringing trouble to some people. Some people are distressed. Some people are troubled. Uh, and not only that, you can have other troubles. You can have sickness troubles. You can have... Uh, relationship troubles, finance troubles, work troubles, all kind of troubles in this world that can throw on you. So it's not, so Naham is telling us a stronghold in a day of distress. A day, a day of distress is given. It's not like you're going to live in this world uh, all roses. It, some people think when they come to Christianity, they, then everything going to be merry, merry. No, you're still going to have a days of trouble, of, of, of trouble, the days of distress. Because we are living in a sinful world, in the kingdom of Satan, kingdom of darkness. But Jesus said, take heart, I did what? I have overcome the world. He also said, I leave you my peace. He left us his peace. He told us to take a heart, to be a good cheer. Because he has overcome the world. In the book of John, uh, the apostle told us those who overcome the world are those who believe in the name of the Son of God, of the begotten Son of God. So in the day of trouble, which it's going to come, it may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, it may be on Saturday or Sunday, wherever. But you... As you live long enough in this world, you're going to have a day of distress. And he's telling us here, the, apostle, uh, the prophet, that God is good and a stronghold, a refuge, protection, safety, comforter in the day of distress. I think if you are acquainting yourself in being in his... Uh, being in his... Uh, protection in in good days even in not so good days 
you will automatically run to him when the day of distress come um if you are not seeing god as good and get yourself familiar with him in good days most likely in the days of trouble you will probably not go to him you will you will resort in other things alcohol drugs food binge tv binge movies things like that to 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 relieve your stress or social media whatever but all those things are not good number 1 number 2 they will only relieve you temporarily when you wake up the next day you still have those troubles they still they still chasing after you but if you go to god who is good he will protect you in psalm 91 we are told in the verse 1 He who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is what my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In the day of trouble he will what hide me under his shadow. If you dwell in his secret place there's nothing going to come near you near your dwelling that's what stronghold here i believe the prophet is telling us you go dwell in his presence under his protection nothing can come near your dwelling but if you're out of his dwelling you won't your own and he finished with he uh the, the the prophet he cares for those who take refuge in, in him um of course he does once that that you show him that you love him that you trust him that you believe him of course he gonna care for you the reason you run to him for protection for for for, for hiding place for refuge is because you trust him and of course he will care for you. NKJV New King James or the other translation says he um he knows he knows those who trust in him. He knows them. He knows them. Of course he going to know you because you are going under his wings under his roof he could annoy you anyway so what is the whole point of this verse number one know that god is good there's nothing bad in him everything is good he's merciful full of mercy the devil has no mercy Uh, he's a stronghold in a day of distress he care for those who take refuge in him you go to him he will care for you you run to him he will care for you uh the government may protect you temporary outside but what about the inside of you 
if you have that protection inside of you, what, whatever going on outside, it will not shake you. While uh, everything, every other means may be able to protect you from outside, your house can protect you outside. Um, your life jacket, whatever. But if you have that protection from inside out, inside God only can protect you from inside out. Everything else is physical. God starts from in and he comes out. You run to him, he will care for you. And that is our verse today. Naham 1, 7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in a day of distress. He cares for those who take refuge in him. I pray that (laughs) you make him your trust. Your number one trust for everything. And if you do that, your life will be in a, a completely different realm comparing to, to many people around you. And that's the message for us today in Jesus' name. Amen.